Hello and welcome back to another episode of Soul Muse Club with your host Breezy. This is my first interview episode and I am so excited. We have a beautiful guest, Jessie Wayne. She is a mindset coach and it's a great conversation just talking about her journey um, a little bit into her mindset techniques as well as um, we dive a bit into money and manifestation and all the tools and tricks that she loves and uses. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It was an amazing chat and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So let's begin. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for this interview. This is my first one and I thought it's just going to be an amazing conversation. Um, so yeah, welcome Jesse. <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about yourself, what you do. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I feel honored. This is like the first one. <laughs> I love that. So my name is Jesse, Jesse Wayne. I am a mindset coach now, full-time in business as of like a couple months ago. So it's still something new for me to, you know, introduce myself as like a full-time mindset coach. So that is what I do. Um, I'm 27 years old. I'm from New Zealand. I'm a bit of a digital nomad. I kind of live nowhere and everywhere. I just travel the world at the moment. So that's kind of, that's a little bit, that's a me in a nutshell anyway. I love that. And like, I was looking at your Instagram before and it honestly seems like you've lived like a million lives already. Like the amount of things that you've done and the travel and everything, like, Tell us a bit more about like your journey to getting here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I grew up in New Zealand and I actually left when I was 18 and I moved over to France and I, that was because I didn't want to go to university. Like I would have, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to spend money on something that I didn't know if I wanted to do it. So I actually feel like I was running away a little bit running away from that embarrassment of not going to university and all of that because everyone else it felt like they were all going so I ended up leaving going to France to search for a job on a super yacht um I'm a bit of an adventurous soul free spirit um and yeah that was kind of my life for the next eight years where I worked on super yachts. I worked in like almost every department on the super yachts. I loved them so much, just learned so much about myself in that journey. I am such a different person to who I was back then when I left New Zealand to who I am now, eight and a half years later. And during this time, I went through a full transformation I used to be like a really big tomboy, that type of thing. Like I was a firefighter. I was doing all these types of things. And then now I'm very gentle and spiritual and feminine (laughs) and all about mindset work and yoga and those types of things. So a bit of a change from who I used to be, but I've learned so much along the way. It has been absolutely incredible. And then I have recently left the yachting industry to become full-time in my mindset coaching business. I actually started my coaching business while in yachting, 
but I moved up to being chief stew and it just to juggle it all together got way too much for me if anyone knows anything about the yachting industry you're working like anywhere between I don't know 14 and 20 hour days so being a chief stew you definitely don't really have time for yourself let alone for your clients so I had to just put that on pause for a little bit and it was I loved that industry so much, but it was a relief for me to leave the yachting industry at a really, really good time when I'm coming into something that is just lighting me up so much, having my clients, um, seeing the results and just making big changes in life. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I've I've been out of the yachting industry for about two and a half months now wow. and just really building my, my yachting business, which oh, not my yachting business, sorry, my <laughs> coaching business, which is, has been so much fun. Yeah, that's amazing. Like I can imagine it would have been such a struggle to do work that much and also trying to build a business on the side. Like I freaking struggled just doing nine to five and then trying to build a business on the side. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. I mean it's it's it was and it's considering I was someone who didn't know anything about business, like absolutely nothing about business. It was just a struggle, but I'm a Capricorn, I'm a hustler. I'm a doer, even to the point of, you know, I've had my journeys through burnout and things like that. So, you know, we, you learn from all of that. And this is why now I'm full-time in my business and I'm not doing, I'm not juggling both of them. Yeah. Capricorns are definitely the hardest workers. I know like you guys can just get through anything because you see the goal. I love it. But (laughs) let's talk a bit more about like, I guess, what got you into the life coaching and mindset coaching space? Like what was your kind of, I guess, personal journey with this world, how you softened, like you said, into being more spiritual and yoga and feminine and stuff. Like I'd love to hear more about that. Mm. So I guess growing up, I, I was a bit of a tough child and I was very, very closed off. So my mum passed away when I was almost eight years old. And just that journey from there, I was such a closed off child. I was so to myself. I was like, to contradict myself, I was like very confident and open with everyone, but not about like my personal journey of what's going on with me. And it was only when I left that I started opening up and finding space and taking up space for me to actually talk about what, you know, I'm feeling and the journey of being a teenager growing up and not having a mother there and just what that was like. So I started to actually explore that. And then the actual pivoting point was I went through a breakup and I think everything that I had suppressed throughout my life this breakup was the pencil that fell on the floor and you just lose it type type breakup. So that was actually the pivoting point. What felt like the most horrible thing in the moment was actually the most beautiful change for my life because that is what got me into personal development. It's what landed me my first mindset coach to help me through all of this. And from there, I just started learning about how I can expand my own life, not just quote unquote, fix myself from the feelings that I was feeling, the heaviness that I was feeling, but also actually elevate my life. So go past the point of, I guess, fixing myself to seeing my potential, seeing the possibilities for me and just believing in myself. 
So I went through such a intense self-love journey because there was no self-love in the beginning and now you know the self-love levels are through the roof and it was a long long journey to believe in myself and to love myself and there were there was a lot of uncomfortable times there was I had one of my coaches ask me the other day what was you know if you could rate your healing journey on a, a scale of one to ten what would that be that you had so far and I didn't even realize but the first word I said was oh and she goes okay that's all you need to say like I can see that sometimes your healing journey was unbearable so there were parts that were super uncomfortable but I think it was 2021 when I made this I made this promise to myself that I'm willing to go through any growth through anything that feels uncomfortable anything that is required of me to go through to get to the place that I want to be and the place that I want to be is you know the goals that I have the dreams that I have the life that I want to live and I know if I didn't go through all of that or go through what is to come I know that I'm not going to live my ultimate fulfilling life so it was a long journey of learning learning a a huge spiritual awakening I was in no way or means spiritual before and I went through an entire spiritual wake and awakening and now I have this entire romanticized and beliefs around my life and it's the most beautiful thing so there was a lot to do with mindset work and a lot to do with um, my spiritual awakening side as well that's amazing one of my coaches once told me that like the people who are here to make the biggest impact have to go through the hardest things and I feel like that's so like relevant to your journey as well <laughs> like yeah everything you've been through is just like synonymous to the impact that you're going to make <laughs> have there been any particular practices um like self-love practices that really helped you on your self-love journey Mm. it's so funny because I feel like this is one where I see a lot of people don't like to talk about but I'm gonna talk about it affirmations so I tried affirmations in the beginning and it didn't work for me I tried it again a year later and it's all about understanding them properly and doing them properly So it got to the point where I was like, there is no excuses, any excuses that come up for me, I'm going to somehow combat them straight away. So with the affirmations, what I started to do was actually make it a thing, personalize them to the affirmations that I needed, not just listening to affirmations on on YouTube. I started color coding them in different as I wrote them out in different sections and topics of my life and then every single morning when I woke up I I religiously did them in the mirror looked at myself no matter how uncomfortable it was in the beginning because like I said in the beginning there was no love for myself so it was extremely hard for me to even just sit here and believe this like what am I doing it felt like I was wasting my time so I would look in the mirror and say it in a way that I was you know believing it I believed it myself so a lot of and then so we'll finish the practice and then what I did is I realized there was excuses coming up like okay well I'm the early girl so I start at 5 a.m in the morning and you know I have a roommate so I can't really stare at myself in the mirror and 
you know, tell myself all my affirmations because everyone in the boat will wake up. So I recorded them and with the same sort of pronunciation, with the same emphasis on the the affirmations that I wanted to say to myself. And I listened to them every single morning, loud in my ears as I was getting ready for work. So I could just take away that excuse straight away. And on the days that it was feeling really good, these affirmations were feeling true, I would dance around my room and I would just, I would really move my body so that I can, I can believe these myself, these affirmations. So a lot of people think affirmations are a fake it or make it type thing. But what I like to say to that is what you believe to be true is true. If you believe that you can't, it's true. You won't. If you believe that you can, it's true. You will. So if you tell yourself that, you know, these negative things about yourself, which we are doing every single day subconsciously without even realizing, we are going to believe it's true. When we are telling ourselves these beautiful affirmations, you know, I love myself, whatever your affirmations are, you are going to believe yourself. It's just tapping into that part of yourself deep within that believes it. So it's like what you tell yourself is going to be true. You are going to find evidence for it to be true. So rather, I thought, tell myself all these beautiful affirmations that I want to believe for myself and then find it within me where that place is, where I do believe it. And now all of a sudden, those negative thoughts, those negative beliefs that I had about myself are now not true. And the beliefs that I do have about myself are the beautiful ones, are the empowering ones, are the ones that are actually going to support my evolution as a human. So I strongly believe in affirmations as a practice. There are a lot of practices that I did, but I just, I really, really love affirmations. When you learn them right and you do them right, they can make the greatest impact in your life. Amazing. I feel like I've tried affirmations so many times, but I'm just like, didn't have the discipline to stick with them. I feel like for me, mirror work has been amazing. Of just like having that conversation with myself, which is like similar to affirmations, but instead of just like set things, it's more just like, I guess, building up my confidence in myself and like how I feel about myself rather mm. than, I guess, like women growing up, especially like we'll look in the mirror and be like, just pinpick like everything we don't like. So for me, mirror work was the biggest like, transformation of not doing that and letting like look at myself and be like oh I actually like what I see oh I love that yeah I think I strongly believe that everyone has the things that work for them and other people it might not work for the next person so whilst I believe in this and and for example you you love mirror work and I also love mirror work but then again mirror work might work best for you because it's the the practice that you will have discipline in because it works for you right whereas the affirmations maybe not so much so I do believe that everyone has their thing it's just a matter of trying these things out to see what feels good yeah very sure I love that um I really am so excited about this but I want to talk about like alignment because I saw your recent post and it's just really just like sparked something in me I swear I think I don't even know how to describe it but I feel like my whole mission is basically just being in alignment like with your soul so like home job relationships all of that just creating that alignment like with your soul and your soul's desires and stuff so I would love to talk about so what does living in alignment mean to you Mm. 
living in alignment to me looks different in every season of my life. I'm a traveler, like I've mentioned, and and especially because I've experienced so many different versions of myself, you know, what looked like alignment for me back when I was 18 years old looks so different to what alignment looks for me now. So I am a person who is so open for change, who is so excited about the unknown, who is so happy for, you know, the unknown and uncertainty, which is quite uncommon. So for me, when I think about alignment, I reassess it all the time. And I like to make it really, really simple for myself. What living in alignment looks for me is what what feels really, really good and just doing more of that and assessing what areas, what in what areas of my life don't feel good and doing less of that. So it's just like, it gets to be simple. I like to make it simple anyway. I just make sure if this feels good, it's using your intuition, I'm going to do more of this. If it doesn't, I'm going to let go of all of that. So that's just, that's, that's me. Do you find it, say, this cat under me, if maybe there's things in your life that aren't in alignment, like for some people it might be, a job or a relationship or something like that that might feel harder to let go of do you have kind of any advice for that area when things feel like it would be hard or impossible to let go of even if they don't feel right yeah I I believe it's a lot of mindset work to be honest I feel like it's a lot of self-trust and in terms of self-trust it's like what actually doesn't feel in alignment for me now like for example the job and what does for example I had a person that is close to me who wasn't loving their job and they were always dreaming of doing this job but I it was just the fact that she needed a break and she had already booked a holiday over to Europe and for five weeks So when she came back, she started to notice that it wasn't the job. It was the mindset that she had around the job. She just needed a break. She just needed to step away a little bit and then come back because now what she's doing is she's getting really involved in the job and she's signing up to other committees within it and she's just really enjoying it. So I think it's a bit of self-trust of like, is it the job or is it my mindset? And it could be either. So there are other factors in life that play with this. It's like, for example, the job. I need money, money for survival. Sometimes I have to stay in this job, right? So it's like, okay, if you do find that it is the job and it's not anything that you can do to work on your mindset, then we need to figure out a way that we can move into a job that does feel more alignment, in alignment, and also that is going to give me the amount of money that I need to pay my bills and survive really we're not looking at anything further than that so that is the basic needs and necessities so it's like for me it's mindset work because if you are really really disliking your job your mindset is probably going to finding more evidence within that job that you don't like. When you are more of a lack mindset, you you do not have a clear path for your intuition to come through. It's all ego talk. There is, It's all monkey mind things. And you're focusing on the fact that you don't like this job. 
So when you start to work on your mindset and start to actually create a clear channel, come into an abundance mindset so that you can have a clear channel to bring these ideas through, you're actually going to understand what type of job it is that will feel aligned for you. You're actually going to, for example, just to give examples, I had a client who was working in an evaluation industry where she was taking a lot of phone calls with bankers. And these bankers were being really horrible on the phone to her and she was just the middleman. And so she had she was trying to work on her money mindset, but the fact that she was in this job and taking and she already had quite a lack mindset with her money mindset, this was just evidence for her to contribute to that lack money mindset that is not taking because she's now thinking like people with money bankers they're all evil you know they're the problem I don't want to have money that type of thing so what she realized when she started working with me on her money mindset is that she realized that that job isn't supporting her in what she's actually trying to do with her money mindset growth and she also doesn't love the job so she was finding ways that she or finding the different type of job that does feel in alignment to her now she's a very spiritual person and she also has a business on the side so she started applying for jobs at the place those I don't know if you call them there but float float places oh yeah we've got yeah Um, we you know which which would support her the type of person that she is because she has endless floats as she works there she's surrounded by people who are coming in that want to do things like the meditative um, side of things and and that's that's more supportive for her and also moving into her business because she's extremely spiritual she loves her time she loves her intuition you know so that is what I would say like you want to do it in a really safe way you don't want to just quit the job because you don't like it you want to actually clear the channel so that you can get the answers your intuition can come through and then you'll realize the type of job that does feel in alignment and actually weighs on how you can get there in a safe supportive way so that you're not just quitting the job and then searching for something because that'll just put more stress on you I don't know if that answered your question but I yeah (laughs) did that answer your question (laughs) that was great honestly I've just like got so immersed in what you were saying I forgot what my question was (laughs) but talking more on that how do you kind of like clear the channel so if you're in something that's like miserable to you or whatever how do you like you said like clear the channel to call in the next right thing or the ideas for the next right thing Mm. so this is where I contradict with myself with the affirmations so for me it's gratitude it's always getting into an abundant mindset but it's not as easy as just getting into an abundant mindset so what I like to say and it's actually um kind of a practice that I learned off a coach a long time ago is like you're gonna have a dominant you gotta be very aware if if you know me the first thing that I say is awareness is key you can't work on anything if you don't even have awareness with it so it's just giving yourself the time and the space to become aware of what it is that you the words the beliefs that you have the things that you're saying the the, the lack mindset the type of language that you're giving yourself to create this lack mindset or around whatever it is and then it's not as such as like just 
changing that belief because it, it's not as easy as that all the time. What I like to say is if, if you know the scale of vibration or the scale of frequency, do you, you know that? You're familiar with that? Yeah, a little bit. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen that. Is it like the level of emotions of like yeah, from low exactly. to? Yeah. So it's like you, you, so we're really getting into this. So you, <laughs> when you're in lack mindset, you are an energetic match of of you know whatever you are calling in so you if you're if you're vibrating on the level of fear guilt shame you are going to call in those types of situations for example if we're talking about money you're probably going to call in mechanical bills you're probably going to call in um water bills that have gone up this month those types of things that you don't want right so it's like when you start to work your way up the ladder into neutrality and then up into abundant mindset and in abundant mindset it would be the feelings and emotions of gratitude empowerment um, joy those types of things that is when you are vibrating at a really at a higher level and you will start to call in situations that align with that so for example um, you'll start to win giveaways or raffles or you'll find five dollars on the street that type of thing right so it's like all to do with your mindset so when we're in lack mindset and we don't want to call in though because those are that is calling in aligned situations to what to you right now to the energy that you are vibrating on or your frequency then how we do that is you'll start to notice the the dominating thought you know, you've got to break it up. It's not all at once. You've got to, you've got to really break it up. What's the first dominating thought that I have? Okay, for example, um, I'm feeling really bad because I don't have any money, right? And then it's like just giving glimpses of hope for yourself so that you can slowly start to rise up this abundance ladder or the lack mindset to abundant mindset ladder. And it's, so for example, it'll be like, okay, the dominating thought is I I don't have any money. What's a glimpse of hope that I can give myself? Okay. I don't have any money yet. Okay, cool. There's a little bit of glimpse of hope because yet that means there's a way that I can get money, surely. Okay. I don't have any money yet, but tomorrow I am going to search for jobs in, you know, something that I'm passionate about. Okay, cool okay, I don't have any money yet. Tomorrow I'm going to search for jobs that of something that I feel passionate about. And then when I find that job or a couple of jobs, I'm going to ring and ask for an interview, something like that, right? So it's like you started off with, oh, I don't have money. And we could dwell in that, sure. But why don't we just try to use the tiniest little thought shifts so that we can slowly make our way up into an abundant mindset or just neutrality even so that you're not feeling so low. Because when you're up here in neutrality or in gratitude, you start thinking about, oh, I'm so grateful for this practice that I just did because now I can see that there's opportunities for me. Now I can see that there's possibilities for me. And that is when you're going to start calling in answers. You're going to start listening to your intuition. That is when you are a clear channel to you know what you want the things that you need so yeah I feel like 
I guess talking in an energetic sense it's like when you're just focusing on what's wrong so they're not having enough money you feel so like clouded in to that whereas like if you then open up to like the opportunities of like oh I could like make money this way I could get a job here or wherever else it kind of like opens I guess opens the channel a lot more for things to come through because you're kind of just like seeing what's around opening your possibilities up etc yep exactly exactly you you open you open your entire I always look at it like this if you're in a lack mindset you are narrow vision and you're looking down you know when you come to neutrality you're sort of opening it up and you're looking forward when you come into an abundant mindset you are it's like a cone you're like you're looking up and you're letting everything you're just like a clear channel for everything to come through that's kind of how I look at it Mm, I love that um we're running out of time so (laughs) well I'll just dive into a couple more questions that I have written here feel like yeah so we've kind of talked about money a bit do you have any other like big tips or lessons in regards to money mindset people struggling with their money mindset or you know money reality Mm, I would say the first tip for anything to do with working on your money mindset is becoming aware of the relationship that you have created with money already and you can do that in such an easy way just looking at it by seeing what do I consider a healthy relationship with a romantic partner what do I consider a toxic relationship with a romantic partner and then you can start to notice the types of traits and things that you do within your relationship to money for example I would consider being really really needy for money being really whingy saying that there's never enough money I would consider that toxic because I would consider in a romantic relationship if I was being really needy really clingy telling my partner you have to come home now because I don't get enough of you that type of thing I would consider that toxic so it's like if you're doing that everything is energy your partner is energy money is energy money is going to run away from you as fast as your partner will run away from you so it's like getting aware of actually what your relationship looks like with money and then slowly just starting to make different changes within that so that you can have and create a healthy relationship with money which would look the same as a healthy relationship with a romantic partner it goes deeper than that but that would be the first step and then you can move on to you know you will find it a lot easier to work on your limiting beliefs and turn them into empowering beliefs around money. You will find it easier to become an energetic match to money, you know, your money desires. And then you will also find it a lot easier and understandable to on how to actually manifest money into your life. So that, Mm -hmm. that would be my tips. Simple, but not simple, you know, obviously it goes deeper, but simple. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. And I guess on that more, I feel like the biggest battle that I've been aware aware, aware of English is I guess holding on to money versus like allowing the flow. Because I've heard it being described as like it's like breath, like you need to flow in and out. But then you're also like always told to like save and you know, save like this percent of your paycheck or whatever. What's your thoughts on that? So I would say this leads into attachment styles. So there is an avoidance attachment style, and then there is a anxious attachment style, and then there is secure. 
So avoidant attachment style would be just like not worrying about your money, not even understanding what's in your pay, like what what you're getting paid, not even seeing what's in your bank account, kind of maybe more being irresponsible with money. Maybe you're just spending money irresponsibly. Anxious attachment style would be hoarding money, would be holding on to it, would be checking my bank account to see if I have enough money, that type of behavior. And then secure would be a healthy balance within your finances. So a healthy balance of both of these. So I would say spend money responsibly. What are your priorities? What do you need? What are your necessities? What is for survival? But also go out and have fun. If you love going out to brunch with your friends, do that, you know, like because the more that you are doing these things that you love doing in your life, the more that you are going to vibrate and be in, a, in an abundance mindset. I always say like money mindset isn't just about money. It's about every area of your life. If one area of your life is feeling really, really low, your money mindset is also going to feel low. It all adds up your entire life as a whole. So it's like, if you like going to the beach with your friends and then going out for lunch straight after, go do that. If you, you know, but it's like me, I'm not the type of person that likes designer handbags, right? I'm not going to get a kick out of a designer handbag. I will not go and buy a designer handbag. Even if every single one of my friends loves designer handbags, I'm not going to do it because it would be irresponsible spending because I don't like it. I don't feel fulfilled with it. Yet I love personal development. So I'm going to go buy a money mindset course or mentorship. And my friends don't like that, but they don't have to. That would be like they they get the kick out of the designer handbag I get the kick out of the mentorship so it's like just understanding because I believe money should be circulated I'm I'm spending money and I'm putting a lot of money into my business I'm circulating that but I know that it's going to come back to me later so it's like instant gratification as well versus delayed gratification what are your priorities and spend money responsibly but don't don't stop your life for it Mm, very true I love that and something that I've been learning a lot about recently I feel like is the link between love and money do you kind of like buy into that I guess that like whatever's showing up in your love life is similar to what's showing up in your like money relationships and all that mm, interesting what well I I think that it will have an effect on each of them so like if your money mindset is low, I think it will have an effect on your love life because you that is the person that you are the closest with, right? So if you're feeling very stressed about money, that is going to come out through projections or whatever behaviors you are behaving, behaving in that will come out in your love life because that is the person that is closest to you, right? Maybe you're arguing more. Maybe it's over money. Maybe it's not, but it's about money. You know what I mean? So I... I haven't really thought about that as such, but I I believe that it will one will affect the other. Mm. Yeah, mm. very true. Um, what do you think? I, I know I feel like kind of in the same, uh, I guess in the same vibe of like they're both, I guess about receiving. It's so like being in your feminine. Mm. So it's kind of like I feel like it links to your ability to receive. If you can receive like in your relationship, especially if it's like your partner's more in the masculine if you can be in your feminine receive there it can kind of link to how you receive with money as well mm. um yeah I feel like I do sometimes notice like links sometimes when and that could be more in the like what you were saying and like if one area is kind of like going shit it will affect the other like if money's 
you're feeling shitty about money, it can definitely affect your relationship. But I do sometimes see those ties of like they're generally on par to each other, whether like mm. avoidance and anxious is coming up, it's similar to how it's coming up in money. Mm. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but um, I wanted to, I guess, dive more into the spirituality side of things and just kind of your everyday life. I guess, living like this as a mindset coach, as a life coach, as a spiritual woman. So what are your favorite spiritual practices? Mm, to be honest, my my biggest one, and I love it, is pulling tarot. Mm. I love tarot so much. It was actually probably my introduction to my spiritual awakening. And I love it. Oracle cards, tarot cards. I have crystals. But pulling tarot for myself would be the one that I do every single day um and just the being that I am like the beliefs that I have so the way that I am I guess would be something that is just part of me every single day so whether it's part of my coaching you know it will be in a way that is with a spiritual belief so yeah that would be what it is if it's like an actual practice or a tool it would be meditation and tarot um but I think it's just ingrained in me that that's just the way it comes out does that make sense yeah I feel like I haven't personally dived into tarot I've always been so intrigued by it um I'm all just like stick with oracle cards because they seem (laughs) easier (laughs) I'm like okay cool I know what you're telling me rather than like the reverse and the numbers and everything but I'm so intrigued by it like I would really love to dive into it and honestly actually I pulled us an oracle card before starting just kind of like what the vibe of the call will be and it's literally the star seeds of what lights you up and I feel like that's so important for this call yeah I love that so much I love the star seed perfect Mm -hmm. I I think I love Oracle. I love Oracle as well. Um, and for me, tarot, I use as a really big personal development tool as well. Oracle, and this is the way that my coach, my spiritual coach described it to me. Oracle is, you know, you have the manual, like you can read exactly what it's about. Whereas like tarot, you know how to read it. So Oracle will give you like the the love and light answers, which always feels so good, which is what you want. And then the tarot, they might come out with things like the tower card. You, This might not mean anything to you, but like the slightly heavier looking cards. And whilst people can look at that in a heavy way, it's actually not. It's just a lesson for you. And there's, you know, something that needs to change in your life because, you know, whatever is going to happen if you continue doing this. So it's like an, an, a self-awareness tool as well. It's just there is the spiritual aspect to it that just feels very, very beautiful because there's, you know, there's, I guess some would say more positive looking cards and negative looking cards, but there's never a negative in tarot. It's always positive. It's just if you're going to use that honesty with yourself, get brutally honest with yourself and like what needs, what mo- what changes do I need to make? Maybe it's something that doesn't feel aligned and you just can't see it. So it's like actually having that self-inquiry with yourself so that you can see, okay, that doesn't actually feel aligned. Okay, maybe I need to make a change there to move into alignment. So it's just really like helping you with the self-awareness and it's just, it feels like in a very magical way. 
Mm, I love that. Do you have a deck near you at the moment, by any chance? I actually don't. All my things. Are- <laughs> no, um, true. You yeah. just moved back. I was so maybe say, we'll really do. Fun. Maybe we'll do a live or something at some stage, and we can pull some tarot and some oracle or something. Oh, that would be so fun. I'm like, now I just want my tarot to be read. I'm like, tell me what I'm yeah. struggling with right now. Tell me what I need to be aware of. <laughs> yeah, I we'll do definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, this is one of my favorite things, but what brings you joy every day? Like, how do you have fun? What's like, yeah, I guess what's your joy? Honestly, well, okay, well, there are a few things. Um, Freedom, the feeling, everything for me is the feelings that I get. So I would say like the value that I hold. So freedom would be one of them. So doing things in my day that makes me feel a sense of freedom. That's probably why I live a traveling life. And then the others would be learning. I love learning. I feel so good when I'm learning things, just learning new things. So reading, whether it be a masterclass, whether it be doing a course, those types of things. I just love learning so much. Um, And then I would say experience. So going and doing something that could be as you know at home with doing a meditation or a visual visualization practice or that could be going out and doing paint and sip or that could be going to like a theater broadcast broadway or something like that you know anything that feels like an experience that makes me feel super fulfilled and then it would just be things like the basic necessities that actually just make me feel really, really good and bring so much joy to my life that that makes me feel gratitude. So moving my body, I love working in my business. I love talking with, you know, my community, like relationship building and communication and connection. Those are all like, they bring me so much joy. Mm, These are all like so similar to the same for me, like the freedom piece, the connection piece, like that's yeah it's literally my what is it I think it's life path number is like for me mine means like freedom and transformation which is basically what I'm trying to create um and then like my human design I think is like all about connection and like my community and stuff yeah we're similar (laughs) oh I love it um tell me more about any kind of daily practices that you have morning routines night routines just mm-hmm. what you do for you I guess yeah this is one of those ones where I feel move so much with the different seasons of me so I'm ever-changing and I will always change what my morning routine looks like but at the moment I love doing a meditation it's it's not necessarily a non-negotiable but I feel very good when meditating or doing a visualization same as pulling the tarot so that would be what that looks like I always love to move my body in some way shape or form Um, it hasn't been something that I've been able to do with the travel as much lately but when I can I love it that is part of my routine for sure So I like to work with my menstrual cycle. So if, you know, I'm in my menstrual phase or if I'm in my luteal phase, I don't know if this means anything to you, but it's the phase. Okay. And then, so I will do something more slow, like walking, um, like Pilates or yoga, that type of thing. And then when I'm in my follicular phase and going to my ovulation, it will be around like the cardio and the strength. Um, And 
gratitudes you just doing gratitude a gratitude practice and you know that what that looked like for me a while ago was writing my gratitudes down every single day what that looked like for me you know recently was talking it aloud with my partner and just saying what are we grateful for and now what that looks like for me is it comes natural it's just every day in in the moment I it's not like I have to say it out loud I just feel gratitude and I'm aware of it and I acknowledge it I'm like my lunch like that was so good I'm so grateful for that like that food like it just comes so naturally to me now so it's like that thing where I said it's just ingrained in me so I feel like it's a part of my life now um so those would kind of be the practices and the things that I do I don't really have I don't really necessarily do it in the morning or the night whilst I think that is important for consistency it just doesn't my lifestyle doesn't support that so I just get it done in my day and that's kind of what it looks like I love that so what's next for you travel wise business wise like I know you're back in New Zealand right now what's are you staying like what's happening (laughs) no I'm leaving I'm only in New Zealand for 22 days all up we are going to Thailand for a holiday oh, that'd be <laughs> with so nice. my partner's family and then we'll head back to South Africa and then I'll come back to New Zealand for a month and then go back to South Africa so that'll be the last part of this year um, I'm just for my for my business I'm in a stage of relationship building and just creating results and beautiful connections with my people. I've now got my money mindset course out, which is just lighting me up so much. So I've got people in that. It'll be really focused on my traveling life and my business and creating connections in the middle of it. I love that. This is completely off topic and more personal question. Did you ever get exhausted like traveling so much and like moving around so much? Um, no, I mean, I did it for eight years on the yachts. So mm. I traveled all over the Mediterranean in Europe and then all over, you know, the West coast of, of the US into Canada and in the Caribbean and things. So that's kind of where I developed this feeling of really loving change. It's, it's not exhausting for me. I, I find a thrill out of it and I really love it. So no, <laughs> no, I I get that because I love I love change as well. I feel like sometimes a little detrimentally. I feel like in the wanting new jobs, wanting a new house, like moving is bloody exhausting when you try like move an entire house. And I feel like we've moved oh, twice already this year, and we have a, another move coming up like this month or next month. And I'm like, I love changing my scenery because I just get so like. I feel like I've outgrown this, so it's time for the next one. But at the same time, like, it's a lot. It's, <laughs> it's a lot to yeah. put myself through. But no, I just remember, like, yeah, the times that I've gone traveling for, like, months on end. I love it so much. I love traveling. But I also feel like I crave the home base as well. I, like, try to mm. find the balance of both of, like, having, like, okay, like, I have my own space that I can, like, come back to and, like, build. But then also I just want to, like, fuck off and travel whenever I want as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've got like a bit of a base. A lot of my things are in South Africa. A lot of my things are here in New Zealand. So I don't have to like travel with a lot of things. It's just when we're going in between, for example, like I I was just in Bali for six weeks and I just 
I don't know you get you get used to it I think for me it's part of the experience that is one of my core values so I embrace it that way but when it's like things like moving houses and that that is very exhausting like I would (laughs) I would find that exhausting um a lot so you're doing a really good job there (laughs) no so true Okay, well, I believe that is like all we have time for today. But thank you so much for coming on. Like, I freaking love this conversation and everything that I learned from you as well. So, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> no problem. Um, is there any like last things you want to share or? Lots I, words. I'm a chatty person. <laughs> I have a lot of things to share. But yeah, I just, all I would say is like, wherever you're at in, your mindset journey or spiritual journey it's all just for me it's about awareness and when you have the awareness about whatever it is that you need awareness about you can then make moves make decisions make changes don't make changes move into alignment so it's just first step is awareness and the rest will follow I love that well thank you again thank you so much for coming on and I'm sure anyone who is listening got a lot out of this conversation thank you so much Bree. so i hope you guys loved hearing from jesse and i hope you got something out of this episode like i did um it was yeah such a beautiful conversation and definitely a lot of tools that you can go home with as well as some great money mindset money manifestation hacks so thank you again for tuning in. I will link all of Jessie's stuff below and you can go check her stuff out and access all that as well. And I will see you all in the next episode. Bye my loves.